supporting you in your dog parenting journey. The Dynamic Dog Owner with Debbie Potter. Hello everyone, I hope you are well and have your wonderful week with your dogs. So every episode we tend to have a little theme and a little different way of thinking about things designed to help you become a more dynamic dog owner, so able to adapt to situations and grow and progress. And today's theme is that no two dogs are the same. And it really helps us to understand this um, and help ourselves know that it's not us that create problems. So no two dogs are the same. Every dog is unique. Every dog is individual. You'll have heard me say this before. All three of mine are completely different. I've had them all since puppies. They are all retrieving breeds, but their individuality is completely different. Now, we tend to, again, put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get the perfect dog, but no dog is perfect. It's often sort of a, a idea that if you get a puppy... You're getting a clean slate. It has no sort of background. It has no behaviour. It has no neglect or anything else. So you're going to have less problems if you get a puppy versus getting a rescue dog. Complete codswallop. A puppy is not a clean slate. A puppy has an awful lot going on that we're going to explore. Um, so just because you choose to get a puppy, it doesn't mean that your puppy is a blank slate. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have problems. Yes, you have more influence over their lives from an earlier age, but there's some things that we cannot ensure we don't experience. When things don't go to plan, we tend to blame ourselves rather than thinking about our individual dog. And when we blame ourselves, it triggers the negativity, the bad thoughts, the, oh, this is all my fault. Um, so when our dog starts misbehaving or, or displaying behaviours we don't like, it's my fault. It's all down to me. I am the one that created this situation. I'm the worst dog owner in the world. I shouldn't have had a dog in the first place. I'm no good for it etc and then we get on this negative spiral of thoughts that just keeps going round and round and round and round but we have to look at the differences between our dogs and where they come from and we again we we find it easy to relate to people because we are them um, and we sometimes forget that these similarities apply to our dogs as well so no two dogs, despite being in the same breed, litter, will be the same. We've heard that you know, when people talk about having children um, or having siblings, they say, oh, they're like chalk and cheese. And, you know, two children, I brought them up the same way, but they're completely different. So it's really common and people talk about it quite a lot. You know, two kids... All the factors are the same. You know, they've got the same parents. They've got the same um, genetics and the same DNA. They were brought up in the same house. We had the same approach. Everything is the same. But the two children are completely different. We accept that people have individual characters. And this is true for my kids. You know, my two girls are, you know, same parents, same house, same lifestyle. Everything has been exactly the same, other than the fact that I 
was different from child one to child two. Um, my first daughter, when she was a baby, was quiet and a people pleaser. The other was a very loud baby um, who was very determined in her actions from even a baby age. Now they are just about teenager and pre-teenager. They're no different. Their characters have not changed as they grow. They've grown. They are still one is very quiet and a people pleaser and one is more outgoing and fearless and confident in her, her mind. Do I blame myself for them being different? No, I recognise that they are different people. Um, despite having all of the same factors, they have individual minds and individual characters. So it kind of helps illustrate that their disposition and their character is pre-programmed. It's not what we do to our child because they've had the same upbringing. Um, it's not the fact that one has been treated differently to the other or one has lived in a different home, etc. They've had the same life, the same parenting, the same journey, but they are totally different because they already have their predisposed character there and it's in them and it's no different to dogs. Dogs are the same. And again, it comes down to us not generalising down to breed. You can have the same breed, the same litter, so litter mates that you think would be quite similar, but they are totally different characters. It's not, not always down to what we do and our influence that makes a dog, um, for want of a better word, a good dog or a bad dog. There are no bad dogs. There are just misunderstood dogs um, or dogs that haven't been shown what to do or understood yet. So there are some things that you have to just accept are your dog's personality. It's not anything you have done. Um, and I think with puppies especially, we tend to think that it's our fault that they're like this. I've done something wrong rather than just accepting that it's their personality. When we have a a dog again especially a puppy we go well it's a cute fluffy puppy it is a clean slate it's had no influences other than living with its mum and then anything that happens from that point on is our fault but consider you've got the dna and the genetics and the characteristics of mum and dad we can't change those you've also got the influences they've had within their litter the influences they've had um, within their breeding home and that means that can create different puppies, a more confident puppy, a less confident puppy. But we cannot change their genetics and we cannot change their predisposed character. They are who they are. And it's our job to try and understand that. So accepting your dog's personality for what it is is going to be really important in you feeling a more like a more confident owner and stopping that blame cycle. We see it with training that many people want to change their dog. My dog does this and I would like them to stop. Why can't they just be like a normal dog and not bark at others? Again, it's setting up an unachievable task because you can't change a predisposed character 
you can't ask a person to change their character. Um, I couldn't ask my one of my daughters to be louder because it's not her. Sometimes we can't change a dog's character because it's who they are. And I think it comes down to a little bit of expectation versus reality, which is something we always see on sort of social media. We have the expectation that our dog is going to be the perfect dog. And the reality often is that they are perfect for them, but they do have their character. So if there's something about your dog that you want to fix or to change, think about whether it is a behavior that they are doing or a training skill they need to learn or whether it's part of their character that you want to change because training skills of course yes we can teach them it may take different lengths of time depending on your dog we can teach them a training skill you can certainly teach them something new but what we can't do and what you cannot do is change your dog's character if your dog is naturally nervous or wary or anxious you can't train that out of them because it's who they are but what you can do is start to understand the world from their point of view improve your knowledge on how you can adapt the world or adapt your lifestyle to suit them and you can make changes in your life to help your dog flourish in their current or their actual character and in turn their life is going to be more enjoyable and you're going to see more positives because we're not battling their character um yes say training we can certainly work on but you can't battle against a character forever um because it's not fair on your dog to be expected to change and equally you're putting an awful lot of pressure on yourself and expecting things to change through training when they're simply not going to because we have to accept our dog for who they are. So there's some aspects of their character that will change over time whether that's with emotional changes, developmental changes, new experiences but it's never fully going to transform. Um, you know, one of my daughters, and again, oh, this is a topic for another day because I can talk about it for ages. Um, one of my children does suffer with anxiety. I can't simply say to her, stop being anxious. Just stop it. <laughs> it's impossible. We can't tell someone to stop feeling a certain way. It's not going to work. <laughs> um, and then saying we can't do that with a dog. We can't say just stop barking at people stop being excited. It's an emotion. We can't turn it off and on like a tap. But we can understand how their brain works. So for example, with my anxious daughter, I can understand why she's anxious. We can find coping strategies. We can talk through things to reduce the anxiety and help her to overcome it sometimes if she's able to. And that's the same with our dogs. We can help them by introducing coping strategies um, that we can guide them towards. We can create situations where they are less anxious. With a dog, you can't explain what's going to happen because they don't understand English. Um, but you can help them by becoming an aware person and understanding of what they need. So we can't switch off emotions in people 
and therefore we have to give the same respect to our dogs. Um, it is potentially a more modern approach. Um, and I think that's where, you know, in the past where dogs have been told to behave, we often suppress these emotions. But I like to recognise the emotions and work with dogs and recognise who they are and meet them in the middle. Um, so, you know, when it comes to picking a dog and choosing a dog, whether that be a rescue dog or a new puppy. Um, yes, we can research the breed traits. We can see the character of the mum and the dad. Um, we can see the setup of the breeder and make sure we're attempting to get the most level-headed, rounded puppy as possible. But we do not know what their disposition is. We do not know what their character is as a puppy. When you're rescuing an older dog or welcoming a rehoming an older dog, you've got a lot more of an idea of what their final character is like because they've already developed. Um, and sometimes you feel a little bit less um, responsible because they've done that out of your care. Um, but with a puppy, obviously, we are there to influence them throughout that journey. But you can make all the best decisions in the world, but you cannot say what their character is going to be like in a few weeks a few months because that is going to already be pre-programmed potentially um but we can use it as a guideline to give us an indication of what we're expecting so for example when you are looking for a puppy if you meet the mum and she's particularly nervous the likelihood of the puppies being more nervous is quite high if you meet the dad and he's quite gobby, um, the likelihood is that your dog's going to be a bit gobby. Um, and I know this with my youngest dog, Fred, because I still see um, his breeder and I see her dogs. The similarities between his mum and him are quite funny um, because there's certain things that she does and you go, that's just like Fred. Um, and it's small behaviours, but you go, well, obviously they're going to be similar because she's his mum. <laughs> so recognising that dogs are individuals and dogs have emotions will help you to feel more positive about your journey and to not feel bad when your dog isn't perfect, the, the perfect level, well-rounded dog that you expected. Because a lot of this will be down to their predisposed character and you can't change that. So the main focus is changing our outlook. What can we do to change and set reasonable expectations and goals and primarily to accept our dog for who they are? Um, and this is something I've had to live with my dogs. Again, I'm going to do a whole um, episode on each one because they all have so many quirks. Um, but my middle dog has changed my life. Um, and that's quite a bold statement, but he has changed my life because he is the emotional disposition, stressed, anxious dog from birth. I have not influenced that. Um, he was like it the day he came to me. Um, and if most people could easily see him as being a naughty dog, if you didn't understand what you were seeing, you would go, oh gosh, what a naughty, misbehaving, crazy dog. But I know it's driven by emotion. It's emotion that drives his behaviour. So understanding that and then creating a situation where his 
emotions can be managed, we can create a world where he feels happier and more content, makes his life more enjoyable and in turn makes our life more enjoyable. And equally, our expectations are lower. So the main point of this podcast is to accept your dog for who they are and meet them in the middle. What we tend to see is that people's expectations are really, really high. Dog's actual ability is really, really low if you look at it on a scale. And people expect the dog to move up to that high expectation rather than either lowering your expectation or just simply meeting in the middle. Um, you, If you meet in the middle, you're making sacrifices, but you're also changing the opportunities for your dog to thrive. And that is so important. Um, accepting your dog for who they are and learning that some things are just not your fault. Many people, when they get a puppy, go, oh, it's me. I did it all wrong from day one. Um, you probably, yeah, made some mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But it's not all your fault because there are so many other factors and character, disposition, genetics playing a part. Um, so have a little think about your dog. You know, is it training? Is it bad habits? Or is it their predisposed character? And I'd be really interested if, if anyone wants to share and think with me. Drop me a DM message on Instagram um, and tell me about your dog's quirks and their individual character because that's what makes them so unique um, and the wonderful dogs we enjoy living with. So again, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, highlighting that no two dogs are the same and there's so much more going on than just a cute ball of fluff and a clean slate coming to our houses. Um, don't forget to click on the follow or the rate icon. I would love it um, if you could leave us a review. Um, if you do follow or click on the little bell, you'll get a notification when the next episode is available to listen to. So it means you won't have to remember what day of the week it is um, or miss out on listening to an episode. And of course, if you do want to share to your dog owning loving friends um, to help them become a dynamic dog owner that would be amazing thank you for listening to the dynamic dog owner with me debbie potter see you next time